0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. You
1: know I'm a bad
0: girl. Do what I want. Say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl.
2: Get what I want. Live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know
0: I'm a bad girl. Woo-hoo! Hey.
2: Yes, 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 indeedy, it is Hump Day. Glad to have you guys here with me, rolling over the hump with me here on tonight's Andrea K. Show. And what a show we have for you guys. But before I tell you about the show, I got to be asking y'all, if you are just enjoying your Christmas in August, how many of you are happy tonight that you got an honorary degree bought for you using your tax dollars by Joe Biden today? Isn't that what we got? Didn't didn't I get an honorary degree? Evidently I I I mean I might as well get a piece of paper in the mail giving me get an honorary honorary degree because I paid for one today, and so did the rest of you to the tune of three hundred billion dollars. We're gonna be talking about that that tonight with none other than Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor. He will be here later on to tell you about that. First time in the Andrea K show coming up in a few moments. The one and only Dr. Stella Emanuel, I know you, Andrea Show listeners, I know you recognize that name. I know you remember who she is as she stood on the steps like the hero patriot that she was with the rest of America's frontline doctors telling the truth that people didn't need to sit at home sick. They didn't need to wait for a shot. They didn't need to wait until they were so on death's door that they had to go into the emergency room and immediately be put on a ventilator with intensive care. That Dr. Stella Emanuel will be here tonight to react to Dr. Fauci's resignation as well as the changes happening with the CDC. Convenient changes that kind of support everything that Dr. Stella Emanuel and the rest of America's frontline doctors were telling y'all two and a half years ago glad to have you guys here with me tonight 888-344-1170 if you are watching right now the stream on uh, the answer San diego uh, facebook page glad to have you guys here with me we've been experiencing a lot of sound issues and stuff in the last few days we're going to keep it rolling tonight hopefully you guys can can hear us and and watch us there but have no fear my babies because beginning next week we are upgrading our video stream. So we will be giving you guys more details from that on the socials in the next few days. But our line is open. Our caller hotline, the AK hotline, 888-344-1170. If you got yourself an honorary degree today, what, what do you what do you want it in? I want mine in molecular biology. I mean, if I got to pay for somebody else's degree, it might as well put my name in gold saying that, you know, I'm a doctor, right? Biden. Get, make my honorary degree with the printout Dr. Andrea K. My man, I got to bring him in here, the one and only Dr. DJ Potato Skins.
3: Now, I want it in history so I can actually teach these buffoons actually what has <laughs> happened in our, in our nation's past.
2: You know what? It's a good thing we could laugh about it. But in reality, this is so bad. How bad is it, AK? This is so bad. That Barack Obama's former financial advisor came out today and said, what the uh-huh. He came out today and just excoriated the Biden administration. Now, of course, it's being celebrated by many people on the left, of course, those particularly new college grads, those in, cra- grad, uh, those in college right now, all a part of you know the, the process to churn out little socialist soldiers for the state. They're all pleased with it. Uh, read an article before coming online. We're going to get into more t- details later with, uh, with Financial Thought Dr. Dave Elhoff because there's a lot of serious ramifications that are coming about from this. Um, no surprise to my LSU alumni brain that students down at University of Florida were like, this sounds great. Well, how's it going to get paid for? Well, I don't know. We racking up debt all the time anyway. We might as well use it for this, right? That's what they you said. The
3: government doesn't have their own money.
2: No, in fact, you know, um, instead of trying to, you know, talk to five-year-olds and six-year-olds about cutting off their body parts, you know, maybe what we should do is start talking to children early on about the reality is, is that government makes nothing. Government manufactures nothing. Therefore, government has no money of its own. If it comes from the U.S. Treasury in any way, it was taken from a taxpayer or borrowed from somewhere and it's part of a debt that's going to be created on the backs and, and dumped on the backs of everybody. And guess who else? All of y'all sitting around today going, oh, yay, I don't have to pay this extra $10,000 off my student debt. Oh, you're going to (laughs) pay. Unless that $10,000 involved loans to study economics. But even then, if they're coming out of Berkeley, they're still not getting the fact that we're all going to pay and pay well. One major issue that's come about with this, even as Barack Obama, even Barack Obama's former financial advisor said, there's nothing in the constitution that makes it a possible or legal for Joe Biden to do this. When you've lost Barack Obama's money, people, you've gone full on commie. In fact, last summer, Nancy Pelosi was asked, because this was a promise that Joe Biden made when he was on the campaign trail, and then he didn't immediately deliver on it, right? Last summer, Nancy Pelosi was asked, about this and here's what she had to say clip 1 People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. Yeah. It has to be one of the rare times in which Nancy Pelosi is honest. Of course, the only reason why she was honest then was to defend Joe Biden that he made a promise on the campaign trail that was not his to deliver on. So, of course, you know, she trotted out the truth because it was politically expedient uh, to do so. What did she say today about it? POTUS's bold action is a strong step in Democrats' fight to expand access to higher education. First of all, giving somebody a credit on a student loan that they have, has what to do with access? These are people already gone to college. How does this increase anybody's access to anything? It doesn't. More on that later, though. She goes on to say, by delivering historic targeted student debt relief to millions of borrowers, more working families will be able to meet their kitchen table needs as they recover from the pandemic. Um, Wow. Um, This is such... Mushmouth crap, even from Nancy Pelosi, uh, it's not even funny. I don't really know um, if you if you went to med school and you got about four hundred thousand dollars in 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 student loan debt or if you went to one of these stupid ridiculous Ivy League schools for undergraduate and you're looking at $200,000 in debt let me tell you having 10,000 taken off ain't reducing your monthly your your monthly nut by much and ain't helping much of anybody with
3: anything let's just put this in perspective if it was only $10,000 and it was only a million students that's going to equate to 10 billion dollars
2: right right This is basically just what what it obviously is and what we all know. This is ultimately just about buying votes. It's about buying votes. And I think I said last night, as I was anticipating this, I might have said this last night, the reason why the Biden administration is choosing this constituency to ease them on their debt. Because if Nancy Pelosi is talking about families needing help during the pandemic with inflation to ease their burden and, and help them with the kitchen table issues, how come they're not going to businesses whose lives they, they destroy when they shut them down under COVID?
3: Maybe they're conservative.
2: Right. I think I mentioned this last night. How many business owners out there and small business owners, this is for people making under $125,000 a year. So if you make $126,000 a year, you don't get it. Why $125,000? 2nd of all. Um, but let 's think about the people that whose businesses were completely shut down. They borrowed against their home or took out a second mortgage or borrowed from family or just did whatever in order to try to stay afloat, maxed out their credit cards they 're not getting any debt relief. How come why picking and choosing some some areas of of Americans? to give them some kind of economic relief, but not others. First of all, that is communism, it's income redistribution. The government should never be in the business. And this is why I was against the lockdowns. This is why I was against, you know, you know, Trump needs to not brag about, and Jared Kushner needs to stop bragging about, you know, COVID relief that's sent out. We needed to never get in the business of paying anybody to sit at home. There's never an issue in this country where the solution is government control over our lives in any way, shape, or form. Because now part of the part of the fallout for this is we one of the and which is one of the reasons why they went to this segment of society is this is clearly a segment of society that's already socialist. They've already got an entitlement mindset. This is rewarding them for that. This is also rewarding the institutions who have you know completely gone from educational centers into indoctrination centers. And this is this is specifically about in, continuing to inculcate and indoctrinate socialism and income redistribution in our society. It makes absolutely no sense. And we're going to continue the discussion later with financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff, because this has much greater implications um, than people are even thinking about today, because you're right. Um, and, and, and by the way, who's believing right now that this is just ending with this $300 billion? And this 10,000 because the NAACP issued a statement and said, Hey, we are the reason why you're in the White House, Joe Biden. And we've got our little agenda item called 50 K and beyond. And we're waiting for 50 K per student. And he had already wiped out, wiped out the debt for uh, government workers and their student loans. He had already done that. Who's to say where th- this, this isn't necessarily likely to end just at this first pass here. They're looking at these midterms and looking at who can they write checks to? Who can they who who can they buy votes?
3: Does not from? matter the economic destruction it'll cause. Absolutely not.
2: All right, we're going to take a break. Speaking of economic destruction, how about the lives of doctors who had their medical licenses taken away from them, lost their jobs because of lies coming out from the CDC? Maybe they had to take out a second mortgage to live. Maybe they had to you know max out their credit cards. What happened to them? We're going to talk to one of our brave doctors during the fight during COVID. Dr. Stella Emanuel will be here from America's Frontline Doctors. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego.
0: Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer, San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Before the break, we were talking about the Joe Biden buying votes with your tax dollars to pay off people's student loan debts, although we don't even know if it's going to pay it off. We know there's people, there's there's many people that are with multiple degrees. I mean, how many people is this going to pay off where somebody where we've got these career you know, students that got four undergraduate degrees, and then they want to go, they, they finished, you know, um, med school, but they don't really want to be a doctor. Now they really want to be an attorney. I mean, I know people like that. I know people that, that are continuing to go and get their PhDs well into their 30s, or 40s, while they're still working professionally. And what if you've got a situation to where, you know, you've got, you know, you know, wife is making $125,000 a year, and hubby's making $300,000 a year, a year or or more million dollars a year and she's going to get a break on her loan to to for her, you know, art degree or whatever or to go and get her masters or her PhD in women's studies. I mean, it's just it's absolute insanity. It's crazy. We're going to continue to try to get uh, Dr. uh Stella Emanuel on the line. I'm going to switch gears though. If I keep talking about I've got financial thought Dr. Dave Elhoff's going to be on later to keep talking about this. It's just it just I keep wanting to go on about this because it just chaps my hide so much. You think about all the hardworking parents out there. I personally know people who worked multiple jobs. My college roommate's dad worked on O-Rigs, which is grueling work, leaving for three weeks at a time so that he could pay her tuition so that she wouldn't have to take out any student loans. I can remember thinking, oh, wow, you know, that must be nice because I had to take out student loans. And, of course, I had to work four to five nights a week and takeouts to, to try to minimize the amount of student loans that I took out. And then it took me about 11 years to pay off my student loans at times where I didn't have a whole lot of money left over after the after each month to, to buy my food. But I took it as it, it, not just my personal responsibility to pay off my student loans, but I was happy to do it because going to school and getting my degree meant something to me. It was an accomplishment and something that I did for me and for myself. It wasn't anybody else's journey. It wasn't anybody else's responsibility to pay off. It was mine. Speaking of degrees, I got to shift gears because we've got a hero that I'm super excited to talk about. Who's got not just any old degree, but she's actually a comma MD and not just any doctor, she's act- actually a, a true hero of mine and many of yours because she was one of the brave, patriotic heroes who took the steps of the Capitol. And that group, as you remember, uh, back in the spring of 2020, was America's Frontline Doctors. And you all remember Dr. Stella Emanuel, as well as Simone Gold. And I don't think they knew when they took the steps of the Capitol that day, the firestorm that was going to erupt and how it was going to change their lives and the lives of many. And it's an honor to have her join me now. Stella Emanuel, Dr. Stella Emanuel, welcome to the Andrea Kay Show.
1: Thank you for having me, Andrea. You're so right. <laughs> we knew what was going to come out from that day. Like I always tell thought, I've probably combed my hair or something. <laughs> but uh, thank
2: you for having me. <laughs> well, I thought you looked fabulous. Uh, it's funny you should say you would have probably combed your hair. But, um, you know, we haven't seen as much of you as we've seen of some of the other doctors that day. Uh, since mm-hmm. that since that day in America's Frontline Doctors. Right now, our, our hearts and our prayers are with Dr. Simone Gold, who has been yeah, thrown in a gulag. Awesome. You all mm-hmm. were targeted by and had the force of the weight of the united states government come down on you when we have Uh a history we have a history of respecting our doctors out there dr dr stella Emanuel. we have a history of respecting our doctors we're we've been told that follow the science right that we were supposed to worship at the feet of fauci and yet here all you doctors were up there on the steps when we have a crisis going across our country health crisis and you dared to speak the truth why why yes. why do you think that they came down on you guys like they did?
1: They came down because basically um, COVID-19 is a Trojan horse. COVID-19 is a Trojan horse for vaccines and vaccines are a Trojan horse for human 2.0 and transhumanism. So anything that could have said you can treat COVID became a threat to their uh, great reset thing that they want to do. So uh before I started taking care of patients with COVID, the, the study that made me start using hydroxychloroquine was done under Anthony Fauci in 2005, which said uh, chloroquine was a potent inhibitor of SARS-CoV-1. So that is the study that gave me the, um, the the unction to start really using hydroxychloroquine on patients. So when I, I'm taking care of patients, and they are doing very well, we added medicine somewhere around in May, and then you're telling doctors that people don't need to die, and they are just fighting. So at the time we got to the Supreme Court, all of us had we have had it to, to our full and we're just not going to let the American people die. When we came back from the Supreme Court, we started telehealth services and we've taken care of over 120,000 patients. Till today, many people that say they can't get hydroxychloroquine or they can't get ivermectin. They can go on our website, Dr. They can get Delftham, they can get ivermectin. We have doctors in office, pharmacists in office. That is what we did. When I came from there, they attacked me, they vilified me. Many people did not want to talk to me because they left was going to attack them. And all I did was, I guess, in a way, was uh, 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 God ordained that for me because it gave me the time to focus and really put together the telehealth service to take care of the American people. And we kept many, many people alive, people from all walks of life, from politicians to governmental officials to high companies. Until today, we're just seeing COVID patients. Not as many, but we're still keeping people alive. And the winter is coming. My message to America is like, get ready right now. Get the hydroxy, get medicine in your medicine cabinet today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till you're sick. And then you call me at night to come and get you from the hospital. People are still dying from COVID because these people, what I call them, this, um, the Great Reset and the uh, Swamp and you know, whatever everybody calls them, mm-hmm. they really don't care about people living. They want people to die. Right now, there are studies out there showing that vaccinated people are actually getting more sick and dying mm-hmm. and coming at a higher percentage than, than non-vaccinated people. And they bring monkeypox. Everybody's like, oh, monkeypox is coming, monkeypox. And they told us a year ago that they were going to release monkeypox. When We told people and they thought were conspiracy theories. And they told us to like two days to the date where they announced monkeypox. And they started in May, released it in the gay community. Why? Because June was when the gay community are going to go out there and do all their debauchery and all their orgies and everything, and they're going to spread it. So when they did that, now they are coming back and say, well, it's a sexually transmitted disease. It's not technically a sexually transmitted disease. It's skin contact. And the reason they are doing monkeypox and watch me, people and listen, they are doing this because eventually they'll tell you, you cannot use the dollar, you cannot touch your credit card because you, you spread monkeypox. So we should go into to digital currency. It's all a plan.
2: Wow, you're the only person who's connected the dots between the the plan with with monkeypox and the Great Reset, which is uh, mm-hmm. which is really what I've been saying from the beginning. What COVID was all about it was about getting control. That the virus was real, but the exploitation from it mm-hmm. was about uh, communistic controls over our lives. The reason why they denied mm-hmm. treatments, proven treatments, uh, and mm-hmm. had to deny proven treatments, even at the expense of people's medical careers right. and the deaths of Americans, was because they needed us locked in our homes they needed us too too afraid to do anything but wait until we would be willing so desperate to get our lives back that we'd be willing to be injected with anything and that going forward that would be a part of a digital passport and then they would forever have control over our lives and yes and and i don't know um if, if if um if you've been following all of the uh, all the studies and everything that's been going on with the
1: shots. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we are a group of physicians. I'm among a group of physicians, thousands, hundreds, almost thousands of physicians, and we all share information. And we have doctors that are uh, oncologists coming up and saying a lot of people are getting recurrent cancers. People are getting blood clots. You see, the way they did this thing was such a kill shot. It was such a perfect weapon. Yes, the virus was real. It's real because they weaponized a COVID virus. They weaponized it. They gave it gain of function so that it should infect human beings and kill some people. And Anthony Fauci wants to retire now? No. <laughs> he needs to sit down and pay for his crimes for what he did because he knew that hydroxychloroquine works. He knew. He, he he took our tax dollars and sponsored the gain of function to come back and kill us. So that was an all be part of the... Great reset and you know World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and telling us that 10 to 15 percent of people will die if they take the vac if if they, if we work, do a good job on vaccination. There's trans- there's just so much that's going on right now. The bottom line is, America, we need to pray because only God can get us out.
2: Yeah, one of the things you mentioned and I think you talk about it in your book Let America Live is you've been one of the few people that's been bold enough to not just talk about these these proven treatments that are effective. As of now, I think you've treated 7,000 patients uh, and you've only lost yeah yeah and you've only lost about 8 patients. I mean, think about how many people would have been saved across the country if we have had 600,000 people. I don't know how many of that number legitimately died with COVID because they were counting people that actually died from like Motorcycle accidents is COVID deaths. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, uh, but of the, I heard a report that of the actual COVID deaths, probably 85% of those people would have lived if they had mm-hmm. been given proper treatments. Even now yeah. with a doctor, mm-hmm. even now that we're uh, Walensky, the CDC director is coming out now, changing COVID guidance and basically retracting on everything they said about masks. Initially, they said the shots would stop you from getting and giving it. Now all that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, the one mm-hmm. thing they have not come back and admitted is that hydroxychloroquine, and ivermectin worked, even though you can see it on the CDC website. We're talking to Dr. Stella Mm -hmm. Emanuel from America's Frontline Doctor an author of Let America Live. They're still lying about these treatments, aren't they, doctor?
1: They are still lying. Pharmacists are still blocking treatment. Doctors are still refusing to treat people. Americans are still terrified. The bottom line, like I said, transhumanism, population control, and definitely to end up up giving us an RFID chip, or what we call the mark of the beast
2: when um, I, one of the things that was clear to me early on, you were really probably the most instrumental person for me to really understand what was going on early on the bigger picture game plan, because I thought, here's a woman from Cameroon. Here is a woman who is not only a doctor, but has very specific experience with this particular drug. Right, you knew this drug inside and out. So we, we you know, in, in traditional America, we would have been embracing you, this immigrant woman doctor from Africa, mm-hmm. who's known about this drug forever. And we would have been like, huzzah! We've got we've got the effective treatment here. I want people to hear from you because I've even got conservative people telling me, nope, this is this is this is crazy stuff, Doctor Emmanuel, Please tell them because COVID is still a problem, and especially mm-hmm. now when we've got people immunocompromised because they've gotten these mm-hmm. shots. Um, I'm hoping this will work for them if they get COVID mm-hmm. again. Tell everybody again
1: why this drug tra- this drug works. Actually, hydroxychloroquine works. Ivermectin works. Hydroxychloroquine actually, one of the main things that it does is that it's an ionophore. It opens zinc channels, and zinc goes into the cells and kills the viruses. It is anti-inflammatory. It stops a lot of inflammation in the body. So right now, it still works. When people that have been vaccinated that regret it or are having vaccine injury, we put them through a few things. I'm a pastor. We put them through prayer and repentance so that God can rechange their DNA. Because if you listen to Taizat, the CEO of Moderna, he said they are hacking the software of life. Uh, if you listen to uh, the CEO of Bayer, the CEO of of, of um Pfizer, all of them are talking about this is gene therapy or even you know so when we tell people that first of all you have to repent so that that way god can recreate your dna i'm a christian i believe in jesus and i believe that he's the only one that can recreate my dna or somebody else's dna the way we it from the adamic nature so that's the first thing that we tell people you need to regret it and repent the second thing we give people we put people through a detox we have it on our website back detox where we put them through we put together a particular detox for that but they get that, they get COVID light, they get, uh, they get the COVID vitamins and everything. We put them on a five-day course of ivermectin, and then we put them on a weekly ivermectin. So there's a way out. People don't have to just sit down and throw their hands in the air and die. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, everybody else, I tell everybody, the winter is coming. The winter is coming. America, if you can hear me, please do. I deal with this every day. People mm-hmm. calling me when they are too sick. When we started out, we, we would call prescriptions to Walmart, to Walpins. They would cancel it. They would have had over 35 board, maybe 25 board reports from all over the country. They would report me to the board, and then I will have to hire lawyers and everything to fight them. You know what I'm saying? But now everything has calmed down because we settled down and we got mom and pop pharmacists to ship this medication straight to the people's houses from all over the nation. We have doctors in all 50 states. Mom and Pop Pharmacists that will fill your prescription in all 50 states. We went off radar so we can take care of the American people. But if you call me when you're sick and you're very sick and you can't breathe, it takes two, three days for the medicine to get to you. Right. So well, that's why I'm telling everybody today, don't wait till the winter gets here and you're too sick. Go to drcellamd.com, make an appointment, see a doctor, get hydroxychloroquine, get ivermectin, keep it in your medicine cabinet. Just like I'm telling everybody, make sure you stock up food, water, electricity, get solar light, get lamps. We are in very perilous times.
2: Yeah, we have quick last question for you. Everybody's acting like, "Oh, we we've already got the the panacea now. This Paxlovid. Your thoughts oh,
1: on um, Paxlovid?" Oh, please. The same <laughs> Pfizer that gave us Yeah, that's the that are killing off. are going to give us Paxlovid. Yeah, the what something. The same the same people that that gave us gave random survey to people in the hospital that killed them. If, if Biden took Paxlovid and it didn't work for him and he had to be sick for a month, why go through Paxlovid, which costs thousands of dollars, where you can take hydroxychloroquine, that costs less than $100? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there is effective treatment. COVID is completely treatable. It's completely preventable. I have never been sick from COVID. I take hydroxychloroquine, two pills, once a week. And I've been taking that for the past two weeks, for the past two years. Because I grew up in Africa where we took it uh, weekly for prevention of malaria, so I know how that works. So I've never been sick. People have sneezed on me, have coughed on me. My family run to me when they have COVID, and I take care of them, and I've never gotten sick because I take my hydroxy twice a week, once a week, sorry, and I get on high, I get on vitamin C, D, zinc, and quercetin, and I take those. So I'm healthy. I, I mean, you can see me. I'm I'm African American. I'm overweight. I'm actually the, the, the typical person that should COVID should take out, but I've never been sick. There is, COVID is completely treatable, completely preventable. I don't know what Paxlovid is. I will not trust Pfizer with anything. I will not trust them if they were showing me the way out of a pit and that's the only way out.
2: Well, you are absolutely correct that this is a spiritual battle that we're waging. We need to be on our knees. And I've mm-hmm. told people that if you've gotten the shot, you know, you know, you know to, that what you've said that we need to pray about it. We need to seek that there are treatments, and don't go getting more shots if you're concerned about it. Yes. Uh, but tell mm-hmm. everybody again how they can how they can contact you and and get your treatments.
1: They can go to drstella.md.com drstella.md.com. You can get an a med- you can get an appointment to see us. You can go on our ma- marketplace. We even have something for Pox, where we—it's called picture plant. That there's a studies on it on NIH on Pox, so that you can put it in your medicine cabinet. When you have this stuff in your medicine, you're not so terrified. Right. And for so people that want to pray for this nation, pray for the election. If you go on, if you go on our website, you can click "Pray for America" or you can text "Pray" to five three four four five and join us to pray for the nation. Or so go to dr. drsellermd.com dr. and you get whatever you need. We will be able to fight this battle together. But make sure you stand and you, because you cannot fight when you can't breathe.
2: That's true. Well, Dr. Stella M.D., God bless you. Thank you. You are a hero of mine. And I thank you for thank being you so here much, tonight and you. everything you've done uh, to fight f- to keep Americans alive. Thank you. Appreciate you. And everybody, yes, also get her book. The book is Let America Live. Dr. Yes. Stella Emanuel, God bless you. Take good care. Yes. Now I'm past the point of a break. I just couldn't let her go. I just loved her too much, but we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break and we come back. Did you guys hear what happened to another hero of mine? Marjorie Taylor green, the mainstream media is not covering it, but her life was put in jeopardy last night. And we will share the story with you when we come back.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea (laughs) Kaye on The Answer San Diego.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Did I really just read that DeSantis called Fauci a little elf? (laughs) Let me read this. (laughs) he called him, a. Uh, somebody needs to grab that little elf and chuck him chuck him across the Potomac. Can you Google that? I got to know, did he really say that?
0: <laughs> Fauci is a small man, so he's going to wear one of those uh, tiny helmets they serve ice cream in.
2: <laughs> now, this is even funnier than that. I don't know if he said it or not, but that's hilarious. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the, Pot- the Potomac. Is there anybody better than DeSantis right now? I mean, Rabian,
3: don't let me down.
2: I mean, he is just owning everybody. We're going to spend a little time on Florida tonight.
3: Hey, he is the top gov.
2: Uh, yeah, we're gonna spend a, we're gonna spend some time on him because talk about the wins. I mean, all eyes on Florida right now. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get into that in the rest of the show coming up. And the time I got right now for this segment, I've got to talk about what's happening with Marjorie Taylor Greene. How much have we been hearing these last couple weeks about? Oh my gosh! Even Mike Pence coming out and saying we've got to stop these attacks on the FBI. We're putting their lives in danger. Oh my gosh! Like. Which is insane. I mean, like, if the FBI is going to quake in their boots because they got some criticism, they need to get out of that business, right? Oh, the uh, criticism of the IRS is just putting their lives in danger. You know, absolute insanity, right? Again, we've got, you know, 87,000 new IRS agents are being armed. They're not allowed to face criticism. Excuse me. Uh, meanwhile, the real threats happening in this country against conservatives, literal Threats. We had Republicans shot up at a baseball field. We had most recently, we had a, 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 an assassination attempt that was in progress, not just against Kavanaugh, but he'd intended to come and kill three or four Supreme Court justices on the heels of that. There was money being paid a bounty on the heads for locations of Supreme Court members. And then last night, Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted. Now, my man's skin's here. Being one of the most law abiding citizens ever on the planet, like the nicest guy in the world, didn't know what swatting was. So, in case any of y'all out there are as much of a nice guy as Skins is, and you don't know what swatting is,
3: it's despicable.
2: It, it absolutely Not is. You told me. It, it, yeah, it is. Because what, what swatting is, is it's a, a prank call to the cops that's done in such a way that they, they call, it, you know, um, Calls for an emergency that's so grave that the police will send out entire emergency response teams like SWAT teams, which is why it's called swatting. So somebody will call and say, Yo, I'm locked in my closet. You know, there's somebody, you know, trying to kill me kind of thing. Somebody, a hostage situation. And it's so grave that people have died because of swatting. And everybody who knows about swatting knows that people have died in swatting. So this was clearly an act of political terrorism, if not another version or a different version of an assassination attempt. There was one man who was swatted by some idiots on Twitter because they didn't like his Twitter handle. And he was so freaked out by seeing the SWAT team come through his door that he had a heart attack and died. There's countless cases for this.
3: Any leads, Andrea, on who actually uh, was the one that swatted her?
2: No, because evidently the FBI hasn't bothered to care about it, and they're too busy trying to round up little, still little old ladies who were outside the Capitol on January six, or maybe trying to cook up phony Fed napping plots at local levels, trying to bribe people with sex and money and pot so that they'll they'll talk about how they want to kidnap a governor.
3: Those are the things that they should be doing.
2: Yeah. So, evidently, the person who called in, uh, the, who, who did the swatting, actually called back afterwards and admitted using some kind of synth- synthesized voice device, called in and said that, um, that it was because she had introduced legislation the protect children act.
3: Oh, how dare she?
2: Yeah. This is, you know, Dr. Stella Emanuel's right. I mean, we are this we are clearly in a battle of good versus evil. We have clearly gone down the road of some pick your most disgusting debauchery time in the Bible. I was and just going to say it's there. biblical. It's biblical. When you are wanting somebody to die because they don't want five-year-olds to have their bodies mutilated, you're psychotic. You're off the rails. I never in my life would have ever, and I grew up knowing that, that, you know, about, um, we we used to call it something else, like Renee Richards was the famous tennis player, sex, uh, sex change. We called it sex change operations. Now they've got to try to wordsmith it and give flowery language like gender-affirming surgery. Well, here's the reality. The reason why they're going younger and younger and younger and going to three-year-olds and four-year-olds for this is because they know that if given time, they can convince a three-year-old well, can be convinced they're a cat, right? If given time a child is, is, is allowed to reach puberty, they'll 90-something percent of the time come out of it. So that's why they're going younger. They've got to recruit them into it. There's a case in point. But even so, even going to, to people when they're, they're younger, the majority of people, not, I, don't, I don't know the actual numbers, but many, many, many uh, those who have transitioned are now um, regretting it. And they're trying to detransition. But the problem is you can't put a uterus back inside a woman who's had it removed. Their attitude is, well, you can, oh, you can just go and get a breast augmentation. You can't get a woman's breast tissue back on. There's a woman in Australia who is suing her therapist, um, because her her therapist, because she's saying that at 19, when she was struggling emotionally, she went to a therapist and she was struggling, not feeling comfortable in their, in, in her body. And basically they were like, oh, well, you just need to go ahead and, you know, transition and, um, without really, um, advising her that you know what this may be temporary let 's put you through some more testing let 's you know see if we can work through some psychotherapy because night at nineteen years old, you all of a sudden decide you know what i 'm uncomfortable in my body it's it 's kind of a long complicated story, but it 's really part of a pattern you know you you know sometimes people bloom later in life and and get comfortable with their bodies and who they are your brain doesn 't develop till you 're completely twenty five At least. And so, you know, the teen years, the tween years, the early adult years can be really awkward and really uncomfortable and people can have a lot of self-doubt and self-esteem and therapists like in Australia are preying upon those people and immediately putting them into permanent mutilating surgeries.
3: That they can't take back.
2: That they can't take back. And that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to prevent. And for that, they wanted her dead and they want to terrorize her. And I have not seen one major media outlet. Nope, cover I've been it. looking
3: off and on all day. Not one.
2: Not one. Nobody's talking about it. I saw her on Newsmax, I saw her on Real America's Voice. So at the same time, America, that they're that they're cautioning you, how dare you speak up against these FBI agents that are supposed to be bad dudes, right? And bad women. Um, you know, it's perfectly okay for this woman, this this Congresswoman, you know, to be terrorized in her home. Speaking of being terrorized, youvaldi. I gotta say this quickly because if I go off on Uvaldi, I'll spend the entire next hour talking about it. Y'all know how that story killed me. Over an hour those children sat there getting picked off by a raving lunatic that everybody knew about. Come come to find out. The FBI, local authorities, they knew who this person was, didn't do anything about it. The police stood in hallways while children were being slaughtered, and immediately the left and the Biden administration, and Democrats, came out and started pushing gun control legislation, and I said, something's wrong with this police department down there. They're there to blame for it. We started learning about the cover-ups and the lies. The police chief, up until today, still had his job, and he had a bad attitude today, apparently, when they decided they were going to take a vote and fire him. Well, as of tonight, he's officially fired. Officially fired. But yet we have 87,000 new IRS agents that are about to be armed, but we still don't have armed teachers. We have the left right now putting forth legislation and spending all kind not legislation, but I, I read an article the other day about how much money they're spending right now to fortify the exterior of the IRS building to protect the IRS. Why would that be? But they're not doing anything to harden the schools to protect the schools. There are certain segments of society that they want to be vulnerable to attack and deaths and murder and slaughter because it is for political expediency for them. And that includes the crime wave in the streets, children in our schools, and people dying from shots, kill shots, and COVID. We're going to take a break. and We come back. There's one man who's on it, man. And that's Ron DeSantis. We're going to talk about him. We come back.
0: You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. There's one man I think that's that is leading the way in the Republican Party, taking on no, it ain't Tom Cruise. He's leading the way in Hollywood. He's a man among men in Hollywood, man among beta males in Hollywood, real patriot. But there's one patriot in this country that is so head and shoulders above the rest when it comes to taking on everything woke. And there was major successes in Florida as a result of it yesterday. We're going to talk about that a little later in the show, but we want to end this hour by playing for you guys probably the most effective campaign ad ever. I wish you could watch it, but at least you get to hear the glorious sounds of Top Gov.
4: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your governor speaking. Today's training evolution, dogfighting, taking on the corporate media. The rules of engagement are as follows. Number one, don't fire unless fired upon. But when they fire, you fire back with overwhelming force. Does it say that in the bill? I'm I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill. Number two, never ever back down from a fight. If
2: I could complete the question, though. So you're going to give a, a
4: speech or ask a question? <laughs> Number three, don't accept their narrative. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts. It's why people don't trust people like you, because you peddle false narratives. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's up the puzzle. That was TopGov.
2: And indeed, he is top governor doing a campaign ad riff on uh, Top Gun Maverick. And of course, you, you probably know this, that Ron DeSantis was a graduate of Annapolis Naval Academy. So it's fitting that he would do a campaign ad. Yeah, I didn't ad. know that.
3: Now I love him even more.
2: Yeah, so it's so cute. And of course, he's got his kid in there. And you know what I love about him is that the, he is so absolutely fierce. You can hear the audio clips of him just completely destroying anybody who dares to. Because let me tell you, I got a godson. At, at, at Annapolis, to get into that institution, you have to be so, so smart. He is incredibly intelligent, and he is so quick that he just run, runs rings around them. And as somebody just pointed out, that he has shown how you can actually use the power of the state – To extend freedoms and expand freedoms. He has such a blueprint against wokeness. He's the first Republican to come along who has said, I'm not going to, not only am I not going to shy away from the cultural Marxist movement, I'm going to take it head on and I'm going to destroy it. And he is. And we will discuss that more in the next hour. Financial Thought Dr. Dave Olahoff will be here. So stay tuned. More coming up.